All the racing, all the sport. RSN Sunday Central. Good mark held by Rowan. This could well be a kick after the siren. And it is just a point. This will be, I think. And we're all saying, PT, that I think he's kicking the ball as good as anyone in the comp. 15-6 from set shots. He Very kicks the goal, Geelong win. Very different after he, the siren, though. He kicks a point. We've got another draw. Here we go. We say it all the time. You lie in bed as a kid hoping that this moment comes to you. Gary Rowan. The game on his boot. What's he got from the set shot? It's coming back. It's through. He's won the game for Geelong. Gary Rowan winning the game for the Cats for the kick after the siren on Friday night. Joining us to talk all things footy is John Ralph. Ralphie's brought to you by the Ascot Vale Hotel, home of Melbourne's coldest pots, the great, the greatest pub in the inner north with midweek specials every night and a new winter menu. Relax in the dining room or find a seat at the front bar in front of the big screens. Check it out on the corner of Mount Alexander and Ormond Roads. Open for lunch and dinner seven days. Ralphie, what a finish to Friday night, but a little bit of a damper coming out of out of the game. Uh, not only probably the Geelong game, but also the game last night with, uh, with Joel Salwood being sanctioned for some... Well, you could pretty well say just dumb acts. And Toby Green, likewise, last night has been reported again. Dumb and dirty. It's not often we'd say that about Joel Sell. We know that he pushes everything to the line. We know that he does everything he can to inspire his team. But, yeah, what an extraordinary finish to that contest. Chris Scott's been almost on a confidence-boosting exercise with Gary Rowan for the last 10 weeks. Every press conference, he talks about how he's such an exceptional player and he just needs to believe in himself. Now, if you've seen the Instagram uh, vision of that goal right behind the goals rather than the Channel 7 footage. Um, he drew it like just a perfect four-iron, a little baby draw. <laughs> My God, it was a magnificent performance. Now, Joel was really lucky. So he's escaped with a couple of misconduct fines for, um, well, first, you know, I wouldn't call it a, 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 it's a low-level punch. It was almost that little rabbit punch to the head of uh, Bailey Dale and then lashed out at Taylor Duray and also in the same basically scratched his face. Ah, yeah. He's got to be better than that, Joel Selwood. Look, I understand that um, that he's a champion of the game. I understand that he tries to push his team to the line, but that was well over the line, and I think he could be really lucky to have escaped without a suspension for at least one of those two incidents. Um, yeah, the fallout for Geelong, it, it, it is potentially significant. Mitch Duncan, he's an underrated player to spot all he's achieved, uh, out with a high-level PCL strain. Now, if it's eight weeks, that probably gets him back for the finals. If it's 12 weeks, he probably misses finals again. Now, in 2019... Uh, he suffered a medial ligament strain and, mi- and missed the last two finals. Absolutely critical in a, in a year in which Geelong went really deep. Um, he's a magnificent player, and he just complements everything that they do with their hardball gets and with their inside game. And so, yeah, right now those PCLs are difficult to come back from. The time frame can be really uncertain. So Chris Scott wouldn't be guaranteeing right now that he has one of his best midfielders in the, uh, in the finals to come. Yeah, an elite ball user for the Cats, uh, Mitch Duncan. Last night, Toby Green has uh, fallen under the eyes of the umpires again for what you could also say as well, just a, another dumb, unnecessary act. Yeah, he's dumb, but he's also clever. He knows that a, uh, a, a, tummy, a stomach punch, which is exactly what it was as he was running through the middle of the ground trying to uh, block Nick Newman, the Carlton player, 
knows that that is a low-level, um, careless, low-impact strike to the, to the guts, which means only a fine. Now, in the same third quarter, he also um, touched an umpire. Now, was it, you know, it was an innocuous punt, uh, touch, but it's more likely to see him uh, given a, a $2,000 fine. So, look, Toby Green, luckily he's not had $800,000 a year. You know, he can afford a couple of these fines. And we need, do need to give him credit. He has eradicated a lot of the really reckless incidents from his game. Hasn't been suspended for a while, but he just continues to, to flirt really close to the line. And as a result, like Joel Selwood, probably a couple of fines coming his way. Speaking of flirting close to the line for Toby Green, he cleared the line uh, at the end of the quarter, the end of the first quarter, with an enormous torpedo that uh, not only cleared the goal line, but uh, almost cleared the fence as well from about 70 out. And didn't you, as you watched that game, I was on the couch, and I thought to myself, he'll kick this. You know, I'm not very good in the prediction game, but he's just that kind of player. You know, he's just the kind of player who would practice that at the end of the game. And we saw Mitch Duncan a couple of years ago with that, you know, with that steepling talk, talk himself. You know, but there's probably only a handful of players who are audacious enough, not, not to try it, because obviously everyone would, uh, with the time expired, but to actually pull it off as well. And I thought to myself as well, I mean, they've got match winners, they've got stars, they've got X-Factor talent there. And as we, you know, um, witnessed another terrible Carlton performance, who in that team has really got the X factor? Now, obviously, Eddie Betts does, but Eddie Betts might be in his final year. Um, you know, Patrick Cripps is capable of wonderful things at the stoppage. Harry McKay, obviously, is in the form of his life and, you know, is leading the Coleman medal. But they just haven't got those, you know, those players with exquisite gifts like that. And that's why they're in the position they are in right now. Yep, they were, or, or they came with runs, though, Carlton. They, they threatened it a couple of times with consecutive goals that if only they could be consistent enough to play that type of football that they've promised to play throughout the, the four quarters of the game instead of in, in minuscule patches of three and four minutes. But yeah, but isn't that the, the real issue with Carlton? Uh, it was a pathetic performance from Carlton, one that will put their uh, coach in David Teague under massive pressure. Now, he won't be sacked mid-year. He has a contract, and, the, and of course, Carlton will go through their external and, and internal views before they make any decision on their coach. And yet, you know, they are all duck and, then, uh, and all did, and no dinner. They are the kind of team when they get that stoppage ascendancy, when everything goes right for them, they can score quite quickly. But they are either unable to execute the, the methodology in terms of the defence or, or, um, or they just haven't got one at all. I mean, you can just pick out a million of those incidents where players don't man up, where players don't sprint back into defence, where, you know, how many times does Liam Jones have to be uh, beaten on the lead and look upfield and say, how many of my midfield teammates wanted to run for me? You know, it's an indictment on the Carlton Football Club right now. And I think if you thought to yourself, if they had the likes of, well, not Nathan Buckley, but if they had the likes of Mark Williams or Don Pike uh, in that coaching seat right now, would they be a significantly better side? And I think the answer is, is quite obviously yes. So that's a decision that Luke Sayers and the Carlton board are going to have to make at some stage because... I think they want to keep David Teague on. He needs to give them something. He needs to give them some evidence. And right now there's zero evidence. And he's, he's coaching himself into a, um, into a sacking at the end of his second full season. Port Adelaide uh, yesterday able to record a 50-point win uh, in what should have been a, a real celebration of uh, the 250 games Robbie Gray has played. It was a, a sad ending for Robbie spending most of the game uh, in the change rooms having a, a serious knee injury tended to. That's right. And look, it was only a minor medial sprain, but these things still can keep you out for six to eight weeks very quickly. Now at the lower end, potentially it's only a month. A really innocuous incident there. He just sort of seemed to get his knee trapped, but there wasn't any real force. Probably very similar to Mitch Duncan. You just couldn't realise, you couldn't see how the damage was as significant as it was. So it was a celebration of his career rather than what he was able to do on the field uh, yesterday. Port Adelaide are just 
absolutely elite at beat, beating up ordinary sides. You know, right now, the, the mantle has flat track, but always is absolutely deserved. And I think they understand that. But it was a nice little tune-up for the um, you know for the star power that they do face ahead. 31 points for Gold Coast. You know, another game in which their you know young stars just flitted in and out of the game. You know, Ben King had three possessions and kicked his two goals. You know, we saw beautiful marks uh, from the likes of Jack Lacocious, which set up one of those Ben King goals early on. But look, their mid-tier players are just not what they should be. Not what they should be. I'm going to see, you know, Hugh Greenwood just rolling around for another 16 possessions. Jack Bowes, who should be one of the stars of the game, as a top 10 pick, another 16. When Lockie Weller, who they invested so much in from Fremantle, and had a great year last year, 16 possessions. You know, there's just a lot of plotters there. There's a few list cloggers, but there are more talented players who just can't get it done right now. And I thought that Matt Rowe would come back and lift them up on his shoulders. Now, he had another nice 21 possessions. You know, extraordinary um, pressure point, uh, seven clearances. They're just going. And again, at the time of the year when Stuart Jew would have thought that his team would have been absolutely popping, they're putting their coach under pressure. One game to be playing today. The Bombers take on the Hawks in Tassie. Bombers would be confident enough heading to this, but Tassie's a happy hunting ground for the Hawks. Oh, it certainly is. Gosh, we need Essendon to win this game. If only from a ladder standpoint, GWS, GWS took care of business, which means that they're only two premiership points behind Richmond in, in ninth spot. But if Essendon think that they can compete, and I think we all believe that their best football is absolutely capable of that, well, well they can win their uh, sixth game of the season. And all of a sudden, it just gets them into the uh, into the window. Now, you know, no Andy McKay for them. He's been in... Uh, sorry, no... Um, uh, 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 Andy McKay, sorry, with injury for them. He's been in exceptional form. I think we're really wondering, you know, how, how deep this midfield bat. Um, it'll be a perfect test for them today. You just know that Alistair Clarkson, with, you know, some time on his side, will um, chip and chip and you know, try and keep the ball off them. But if Essendon's aggression is good enough, we clearly know that they're, you know, they've got a, a stars in their forward line. Let's hope that they can take care of business and really, you know, shake the finals up later in the year or at least shake up the, the potential for, um, you know, for them to push hard into the top eight. Let's hope so, Ralphie. Thanks very much for your time this morning. Looking forward to a good game this afternoon. Absolute pleasure. Thanks again. John Ralph, brought to you by the Ascot Vale Hotel.